Hello everyone, it is now 5pm on this Wednesday evening in Kingston and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, www.cfrc.ca. Welcome to this week's segment of Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Today in YGK brings you need-to-know news about what's going on right here in our beautiful city of Kingston. From current news, special segments, and interviews with some amazing guests, I'm sure you'll find something of interest that gets you to tune in. If you have any news to share with me, please contact me via email, which is news at cfrc.ca. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. Alexandra here, and I hope that you had a great weekend after Canada Day and that you got to enjoy the weather and heat or if you decided to stay cool, honestly, hats off to you. Um, my family and I, we went up north this weekend to Algonquin. We used to go every year when I was younger. Um, but we decided to go back this year just for a few nights. And it was really, really lovely. But it was insanely hot. I honestly think I may have gotten a little bit sunburnt, which has never happened to me, luckily. So my skin is currently laughing at me right now. And I'm constantly putting on aloe vera gel. But... Hopefully, just staying inside and the AC, working from home will do its magic for my skin. It's been quite the week with a lot of stuff going on in the city, which we're going to talk about later, especially as we see things slowly opening up here in Kingston. I hope that you're all continuing to stay safe, wearing your masks, um, washing and sanitizing your hands, all that jazz um, to keep you, your family, your friends, and also others safe during this time. In good news regarding COVID-19, Canada reported no deaths related to the pandemic on Monday. We are doing a great job as a country to slow down the curve, but there still is a lot more for us to do to get to the next phase, essentially. Um, As you know, on my show, I love talking about local arts programs here in the city and covering the festivals that have happened or are happening online, talking to the festival directors about COVID-19 and how they've sort of adapted to this whole shift over the past few months but on top of art festivals being impacted among thousands of other things another is musicians and if you've been tuning into my show you know that i've interviewed emily Steele from emily Steele and the deal as well as a band called touching from winnipeg to talk about their isolation blues project which is really cool and today i want to highlight another form of music by an up-and-coming band based here in ontario in Oakville called Way the Anchor. They are a pop punk band formed in 2016 and they are releasing their new EP in two days, so on Friday, July 10th. And we're gonna give Andrew Zamora, who is the lead vocalist of Way the Anchor, we're gonna give him a call and have a chat with him about the band. Hello. Hello, hi Andrew. Yeah, this is Andrew. Hi, it's Alexandra Fernandez from CFRC 101.9. How are you? Good, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm good, thank you. How's your week been so far? Good, good. It's been it's been busy. It's been hot, but yeah, it's all right. Almost mm-hmm. almost the weekend. Mm-hmm. Did you celebrate Canada Day at all? You know what? I didn't. You know, I had a couple of drinks, but I was uh, doing a lot of a lot of work yesterday. Um, we uh, released a video today, and I had to do some finishing touches oh, awesome. on that but no it was still nice i still got some time outside so it was all right that's good at least you got to enjoy some of the sunshine yesterday yeah. um so do you mind if we jump right into it yeah definitely 
Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and where your passion for music kind of stemmed from? Yes. Well, my name's Andrew Zamora. I sing in a band called Way the Anchor. Um, we are based out of Oakville, Ontario, Canada. Um, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't start singing in this band, actually, when we were forming uh, this group. Um, I was at a point in my life where I was kind of just looking for any anybody to play with and trying to get something going. Mm-hmm. So in order to, to get that, I uh, I offered to play bass, and then actually that let me do backup vocals and actually kind of be a second vocalist um, when we first started this project. But yeah, I, I actually started playing guitar um, probably at the, around the age of 11 or 12. Okay, and, nice. um, you know, self-taught and just really all I wanted to do was learn how to play the songs um, that I was listening to every day on my iPod. So mm-hmm. that really... Um, kind of that's what's kind of uh, helped me get into the mindset of being able to write my own music and once I realized you could when I was younger and you could write your own stuff that was just kind of the start of it of wanting to play live hello hello oh, oh maybe yeah. dropped out there for a bit yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> um awesome that sounds really really cool um so how many years have you been doing music for then um so I am 26 right now. So that's about 14, 15 years. Nice. I'd say, yeah, close to. Very cool. Um, and so I know you spoke very briefly about how um, you all sort of came together. Um, but can you talk a little bit about the start of Way the Anchor? Um, and can you also, like, speak to your band's journey from the beginning and sort of where you all are now at this point? Yeah, we've um, – it's been – quite a journey even though we we started putting this project together in 2016 mm-hmm. and it um it kind of was just it was just by chance i had just moved back to oakville um from living in london where i went to uh, school for a few years and um you know it was a time where i was just trying to uh come back and i had to focus on you know kind of paying some student bills and getting a job right away but through doing that i i got a job and someone through this uh through this company i had met and that's how i had got i started the band with our with our old singer and then it kind of just stemmed off of there as uh, putting up some posts uh seeing who else was down uh to kind of start jamming and writing out some music and it kind of you know it moved along pretty quickly um mm-hmm. shortly after me meeting our our old member uh, he brought brad into it which is our current guitarist now and so we've kind of gone through a few um, a few member changes because even Brendan, our drummer, our current drummer, he was not our original drummer. Okay. But we kind of I've always just had this mindset of we started this project and we got got things going pretty quick. And so I'm I just want to keep pushing forward. And and I feel right now we have the the right group of guys that we're all in the same mindset. We really have the ambition and drive to uh, keep pushing forward and just uh, you know paying our dues and hopefully. Um, we can kind of break through it and catch some people's attention. Awesome. That sounds really, really great. Um, and about your music and all that kind of stuff, where does your inspiration stem from when it comes to writing new stuff? Yeah, it's quite different. I, I find that my inspiration of what I um, kind of drive and what inspires me is just Starting off with something so simple, and especially for when it comes down to writing lyrics and, and vocals, I really have tried to just um, portray what is going on in my life 
at this moment. I, I really try and keep it uh, very spontaneous. And then what comes when I'm writing, I tend to riff. And, and what comes out first is kind of, you know, stuff that's underlying in my head that it's kind of um, buried in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to, yeah, we want to keep things very, like on a personal level and really put as much heart and effort into these songs to try and give our listeners, you know, a glimpse into um, some of the, into our lives, some of the hardships we go through. And we really want to keep um, all the lyrics and all our music really a part of us and just from the heart all around. Awesome. That's great. And it's always really nice to like, um, you know, listen to people and like their authentic music and just like kind of hearing about their lives, like through song and stuff like that, just really getting a glimpse into what it's like to almost be them in a way. Yeah. Like even growing up, like being inspired by some of these, you know, amazing, huge bands, you really, you know, the, it helps you, music helps you get through a lot of stuff. So you really want to be on like a different connected level to these artists because they are so close to you and you feel like you, you know them because they're, you know, such a big part of our lives, you know, listening to them every single day. And, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, try, you know, trying to be them and, and really getting influenced by them. Mm-hmm. And what sort of um, big bands and stuff like inspired you when you were younger? Well, when I was young, I think the two bands that really like kind of sparked me is a what my first one was Green Day for sure. I I remember listening to um, Dookie when I was younger, and then even diving further into some of their early years, and then that really really caught my attention with just like their that like whole you know punk genre and, mm-hmm. and where they started from and how far they've come, and the whole just like them the the visuals of them playing shows and how crazy it got. It really just took my um, my look, my take on music to the next level. And so, yeah, Green Day was one, definitely Billy Callis being, uh, when I was younger too, being, you know, uh, from not too far from us. Mm-hmm. From being, I think, yeah, from Scarborough or something. So that was definitely inspiration. And then uh, my next biggest one is definitely Alexis on Fire. When I got my hands on the first Alexis on Fire album, that kind of threw me into the area of, of getting into a little more hardcore music. And um, they, they, you know, they just they kind of do the same thing of playing stuff straight from their heart and putting everything they've got into their music. So I really just I've got my influences from definitely those three, obviously a lot more, uh, tons of other bands that have inspired me and influenced me over the years. But definitely those are three I, I can always say. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and when it does come to... Um creating new music and stuff um, with the three of you, what is sort of the creative process um, when it comes to that sort of collaboration? This, yeah, this, we were kind of, this new uh, EP was definitely a different process that we took uh, going into it while starting with these songs. Um, We've actually, for all the songs that we found it really worked, we didn't have uh, much time. We wanted to get in the studio really quick. Uh, We had an opportunity to jump in with um, Sam Guyana who uh, we worked with a bunch and he's just an amazing um, engineer and producer. So when we uh, had this slot, we really, we wrote these, this new EP in maybe a month and a half. Oh, wow. So we found this. Yeah. So we found this, uh, I don't know, we just kind of got on a rhythm. So it really kind of starts from, you know, either me uh, messing around guitar at my home or Brad and just coming up with one riff that, you know, we really can't get out of our heads. We can't stop playing. So we'll start with just a voice note sent over to them. And once we have one riff that we all kind of like, we'll get together, all three of us, and we'll sit in front of um, our computer and we'll just keep recording demos and trying to stem off these songs. 
And as we're doing this, I already have, uh, you know, thoughts of vocals and lyrics in my head just based on the process. So we, we started looking at the overall uh, feel and, and vibes of the songs right from the start, right from that starting riff. So it really makes them come together and it really kind of gets us more connected uh, to the process and, and what we're creating and, and just have an overall perspective of the vision that we want to achieve. Awesome. So that was something that, that really uh, kind of stood out for us when we were writing these new yeah. songs. So what was the timeline like? It seems like it was a pretty quick turnaround um, by the sounds of it um, from the point in which you started writing the music to, you know, recording it, mixing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely fast. We were lucky enough um, before the world got real crazy. <laughs> uh, we were lucky enough to get in the studio at the end of July, early February. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, that's started, perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. So we, we we were lucky, and then we probably yeah we probably started writing about halfway through December. Okay. So it was yeah. it was pretty fast, and also Sam's an amazing amazing um, engineer and mixer. So he got the songs back to us really quick, which was really good because then we could um, you know start focusing on all the other stuff we have to do with that that comes with putting out EPs, mm-hmm. you know, like designs, uh, yeah, t-shirt sure. designs, getting stuff ready. At the time, we were looking at. What um, where we were going to tour next? We had a we even had a West Coast Canada tour I'd, that we would be leaving for next week actually, oh, driving okay. out to Vancouver and back. But unfortunately, that's not happening. Yeah, and, yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. We're sad about that. We just we can't wait to get back out there and start playing some shows. We miss mm-hmm. it so much, and I'm sure every other band that plays is, you know, feeling the same way as we are. Mm-hmm. And even just like people who you know, live for concerts too. Like I'm such a concert junkie myself. Like I miss yeah. going out to see live musicians. It's definitely not the same this summer, but yeah. I know it's, it's hard, but you know, and you just kind of hope that everyone stays safe and exactly. we'll get through this and it'll eventually be, you know, somewhat back to what we can kind of call normal, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and besides, obviously, like you were saying, you know, like you were supposed to go on tour next week, obviously, with the release of the EP happening on the 10th and stuff like that, besides not being able to do that tour, how else has this whole pandemic sort of affected your band's usual practice? And how have um, the three of you and even other people involved on the sidelines, how have you all sort of adapted to this whole situation? Yeah, yeah it's been it's been a been quite different yeah like we not being able for the first uh bit not being able to actually uh get together and see each other um we've had to go like go down a, a bunch of different avenues of of how to you know stay on top of things how can we you know without playing shows how can we still try and keep people engaged how can we stay ahead of this so then then eventually it's kind of um gets through it that we can still have the momentum to keep playing shows afterwards but it's mm-hmm. It's been definitely different. It's it's quite amazing actually um, how connected we can stay just through technology and and even watching some other bands, some of the cool content that has come out of of everyone kind of going through the same thing and and not being able to do their normal routines and be with each other. So we've definitely tried to just really focus on our online presence and keep up the content and keep people interested. And um, even though we can't play shows, it's kind of nice to be putting out some new music still have mm-hmm. uh, stuff that people can look forward to. I know sure, that yeah. for sure we're definitely going to look into uh, somehow getting, you know, some live stuff online, whether it just be setting up a good um, recording system at our practice space. That might be cool to, to have people
people kind of get some insight into where, you know, what goes through a, a practice session and what we focus on and how it kind of runs. So there definitely has been a lot of different ways that we've been forced to think of to, to really just keep our online presence there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's also like a great opportunity for you to try new things and then maybe, you know, even use some of them in the Yeah, well, the even, yeah, with, we, what, even with our, uh, the videos that we've been doing, I've definitely um, taught myself a bunch of new things doing this stuff, uh, not being able to do our normal music videos and, and get some of the people that we usually have involved with them um i've definitely Mm -hmm. come up with some crazy stuff that never thought you know i could do or come up with and just by you know kind of um being motivated and 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 being willing to learn something new and i'm pretty uh, happy of how they've been coming out so far awesome um do you think that you um folks will have like some online events in the near future like in the next coming months or stuff like that i know that you do um like a instagram sort of thing like a i think it's like a pop punk and pizza sort of thing that i've seen yeah we did um we used to we every once in a while we'll throw up a uh, flip we do a flip cup games over zoom we try and do those i know yeah the other day we did um for pop punk and pizza we did an instagram takeover for them for an afternoon uh so definitely there's been a lot more of uh that stuff kind of being in the works and doing some instagram takeovers and um, maybe just some acoustic shows and just some light stuff just to really still keep playing music. And, you know, we haven't actually done quite a bit of that stuff of getting involved with other pages and, and collaborating and doing these takeovers. Mm-hmm. And so I really, yeah, I look forward to doing more of those and um, yeah, just kind of just constantly, I just want to keep thinking of new different content that, um, you know, we might not think of if you're in your everyday routine. Mm-hmm. I saw also with um, everything going on and not just with COVID-19, but also a lot of the social justice movements and issues happening right now with Black Lives Matter, even indigenous rights, um, all that sort of stuff. I saw that um, Way the Anchor has um, merchandise in support of um, BLM Canada and stuff. And I was just wondering if you could speak to that and talk a little bit about um, that sort of initiative and stuff. I've not really seen a lot of... um, artists kind of do what you guys are doing in terms of like selling things to um well raise money for these amazing organizations yeah so right now we have up on our website at um, waytheanchor.com we have a pre-sale going on for a t-shirt that's uh, a no justice no peace t-shirt and all the proceeds are going to be donated to black lives matter canada um you know, when, when these things happen in the world and, and this, you know, especially there's so many ongoing, um, you know, social injustices that that really, you know, deserve to be um, focused on and really needs change. So coming from a band, like we, especially playing shows, like the big thing that we love to do is meet new people. And the one thing we always strive is to have, um, what we play is that everyone should feel safe. And everyone's there for the rate, the same meaning. Everyone's there to have a good time. But just something as simple as, as being safe at a show does not really um, give perspective to some of these ongoing issues, um, especially like, like the, the Black Lives Matter movement is just, you know, something we want to show and, and, and just kind of help in any way we can uh, by donating, by just posting and, and raising awareness and um, helping people find information and, and research too you know, stay up on these issues and be knowledgeable and be respectful to people. 
So we just, you know, we want to, you know, it's not, not much just to try and, you know, donate a little bit, but every little tiny bit helps. So we just want to, you know, play our part and, and really show that we are, you want everyone to be safe and everyone deserves to be treated the same. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's really, really great to hear. Um, my next question is with this whole COVID-19 situation, kind of moving back to it, how can, um, the local or even just the greater community support artists during a, a time like this? I, you know, just keep listening to music, keep shooting, keep buying stuff, like help, um, you know, it's not, doesn't take a lot to, to go on and, and buy a shirt every once in a while from bands online. Um, Cause really that's uh, you know, $15, $20 does go a long way for us. It's not, not easy to be in a band these days. It's very expensive. Everything costs money. And, um, you know, it's it's such a huge part of our culture, culture um, local music, and having you know bands start up from nothing, and then that's that's the biggest bands that we love in the world. They all started uh, playing in the bar, and if no one supported them, then you know we probably missed out on so much talent, and, and that just goes unnoticed. So really, just yeah, spend a couple bucks on a T-shirt, keep streaming music, um, keep liking and 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 sharing people's posts and. Because this really, we're really going to need it once um, once we're able to play shows again. This industry is taking a big hit from, from not being able to, you know, travel and tour right, any way yeah. possible. Even yeah, as simple as liking and sharing and and just really, you know, trying to help out anywhere you can. Yeah, making more people, I guess, know the name and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um and. Um, a more lighthearted question. Um, what's your favorite part about being in this line of work, being a musician? Um, I just love the creativity that comes out of how every, you know, there's so many different styles of music and, and artists. And I love just seeing um, different ways that people are inspired and the way they create. Um, for me, I, I definitely um, am mind blown from, you know, being younger and then even now starting with a little tiny uh, riff of a song and, and how far it can go into into this big, you know, kind of production and it starts from something so little. So I love just, and, and I love, it just really makes me motivated and, and more creative to, to be around people that are, um, you know, kind of focused on the same thing as, as I am. So definitely mm-hmm. just the, the creativity, the inspiration, the motivation that some of these people have in this industry is just really inspiring. Mm-hmm. That's so super great to hear. Um, and I was also um, doing some research, and I saw that um, you guys went on tour last summer um, a little bit, like you went to Quebec and some really cool places in Ontario as well. And I was just wondering, like, what is what is that like doing, you know, like, um, I think it was about, what, eight cities in like eight, in, in a pretty short amount of time, like 10 days or something. Yeah, what yeah, we is, did... Um... Yeah, two weeks it was like, yeah, we did a Quebec tour, Max, a short one. But it was, yeah, a lot of shows in a row. What's that sort of like? Just, you know, with um, all the traveling, all the performing, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's definitely it's definitely tiring, uh, you know, driving um, you know, for long, long periods of time a day and then playing, playing at night and you're up late. But it definitely, it's just so much fun to drive to a different city and seeing all these places that you've never seen before and playing at venues to people that you've never met before. Right. So it's a cool aspect of doing that. And then also, you know, you're with, we're with, um, you know, our best friends as well. So seeing all these experiences together definitely gets, 
gets crazy at some points, but it, it's so much fun, and we really, really do miss it. Some of the greatest mm-hmm. stories probably will always happen on tour or in a van. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and um, would would you be well? I mean, how do I word this question? Um, how soon do you think that you would maybe be doing like a bigger Canadian tour, if possible? Well, I'm I'm hoping that we can somewhat reschedule the one that we had because it's the first time we were actually going. Um, out west and back, and it was going to be about a three-week uh, tour. But it, really, even talking to uh, talking to some some of uh, my friends that are that are booking agents, some for big bands, some for smaller uh, groups, um, it's looking more still like into next year before right, people yeah. can really start traveling. Like it's, it's sure. I'm keep trying to think and, and you know reassess every day of what's going on and how it's how it's being handled this pandemic, and it's really just it's. I don't know. It's it's a hard it's a hard question to kind of uh kind of figure out because there's probably so many things that go into place um you know when thinking about traveling and, and For sure, yeah. Uh, especially having, you know, such large groups in a small venue. That's what makes live shows so good is being um you know, being with a bunch of people there for the same reason and being all close and cuddled together and going crazy. What um you know, energetic live shows are about. So I, I hope it's sooner. I hope it, I'm wrong, but it really, the only thing that matters now is just doing everything safe and, and buy the books because in the long run, it'll make everything better and, and hopefully this stuff can happen sooner. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we end off, is there anything else that you'd, that you'd like to add or say? Uh, well, I just, I'll say thank you for um, having me on. I always love doing these interviews and having um, conversations with people I've, never met before um <laughs> also uh, just check out the new ep comes out on july 10th um check out the new single the three singles that we've put out so far medicaid abrasive and clandestine and we dropped the clandestine music video today so go check that out and keep supporting local bands buy some t-shirts online share some music for and, sure yeah that's it. <laughs> Awesome. It was really great speaking with you. I had a really great conversation just now. So thank you so much for also agreeing to join me on air. Um, yeah. yeah. No, thank you so much. I had a, had a great time too. Uh, and hopefully we can do this again and hopefully we can meet and, and play some shows. And, yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> well, yes, if you're ever coming to Kingston, I will definitely um, make my way to one. Yeah, we, yeah, Kingston's a fun, fun place to play. So we always mm-hmm. tend to stop there for going out. Oh, going out that way. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, thank you again so much. Um, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your night and also a good weekend. You too as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Bye bye. Take right. care. Bye. Thank you so, so much, Andrew, for coming on the show. We're going to take a little bit of a break and listen to some music from Way the Anchor, in fact, and we'll be right back.
That first song was Apathy, and the second was Tidal Waves by Way the Anchor here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Moving on from that interview, we're going to talk about some stuff going on in the city, especially with some things opening up and some things that all you folks can check out if you have the time to do so. Um, in recent news, the Pump House Museum is now open, which is awesome. It is located at 23 Ontario Street, and it opened up on July 2nd. And they are actually um, open for pre-booked small group tours. Um, they do have safety protocols in place, which is great, um, but they have two different tours which are offered. Um, you can do one inside the Pump House Museum itself, um, so you can tour the Collecting Histories exhibition. Um, which also features items from the city's civic collection. And then there's also the Ontario Street walking tour um, to explore the fascinating history of Ontario Street. Um, you can go to kingstonpumphouse.ca to book either of them. Um, it's really cool that we're able to have these tourist attractions. Um, Wonder Phase 2 um, protocol, um, which is really, really awesome because... Um, it's just a great way to support the city and um, also a good way for us to maybe try something new um, and all that great stuff. Um, some rules about the safety protocols for visiting the Kingston Pump House. Everyone inside of the museum will be required to wear a mask um, and it is re recommended that masks are also worn on walking tours as well. Um, all tours will be in groups of no more than nine people and you have to register in order to go on a tour um, and regular hand washing and high contact surface cleaning of the site will be conducted in between tours so it's really great that the city is able to open this to its residents and any visitors um, who do come to Kingston um, looking to learn a little bit more about our city's history um, which is really really awesome the Collecting History site tour, it's um, basically um, has the civic collection of historical and artistic objects, um, artifacts that inform and inspire um, people about the community's past, um, which is really, really cool. There are more than 15,000 objects in the civic collection, which is awesome. Um, the earliest archive record dates to 1830 which was before Kingston was officially a town so that's really really cool and then there's also the Ontario street walking tours so you can do a 45 minute guiding guided walking exploration of Ontario street um so there's the tour and it um is based off of the exhibition last year called Ontario Street Brewers, Bakers, and Boilermakers, which I remember talking about a little bit on my show last summer. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you can dive into the history of Ontario Street, which is known as a space that helped define and form Kingston as a city. You can um, hear all the different stories about different people, fires, explosions, industry, transportation, archaeology, everyday vices, and much, much more. Um, like I said, um, tours are capped at nine people, so book it early by going to kingstonpumpers.ca. Um, they are open from Wednesday to Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. with late night offerings on Thursday. Admission is $15 plus tax for groups of one to three and $25 plus tax for groups of four to nine people. Um, but yeah, check it out. It would be really, really cool to do so. 
In other good news, the City of Kingston and Home Base Housing received a $2.23 million contribution from the um, from Ontario's Home for Good program um, in order to build housing for youth at 484 Albert, which is really, really awesome. Um, the number of youths in the city is higher. There are now 45 youths receiving services within the city-funded homelessness system, and 22 of them are homeless. Um, Mayor Brian Patterson said that this new housing development will offer young people who are homeless or insecurely housed a safe and supported place to live. We are grateful to have the support from the province as we all know how crucial it is to expand affordable housing options for Kingston's most vulnerable residents. Because it's just a really, really great thing um, that's happening in the city um, just to benefit um, our homeless youth population. Um, since having the property in 2019, Home Base Housing has prepared a development plan for the site, which includes transitional and supporting housing for youth, a youth cultural center, a commercial cafe, and youth training facility, as well as a space for the relocation of the One Roof Kingston Youth Services Hub. So that service program includes a partnership of over 25 organizations that deliver social services to youth in one-on-one -on -one, um, sessions, group sessions, or workshop formats. And it also helps them to provide easy access to housing, education, family, life skills, mental health, addictions, and employment services. This um, program has operated at 426 Berry Street, but this new location of Albert and Princess Street will be more um, convenient for those because there are a lot of, um, because it makes transportation easier as well since it is a high frequency transit point in the city. But it is really great that. Um, home-based housing has received um, this money to provide um, more housing for our homeless youth population. City Hall will reopen on July 20th, so mark your calendars um, and you can access the services located there. Um, for now, City Council will continue to conduct meetings online since gatherings of more than 10 people are still not allowed under um, the Stage 2 reopening rules. Um, the payment center on the main floor will operate from 8.30 to 4.30, Monday to Friday, but when you are visiting City Hall, for whatever reason, physical distancing measures are in place. You have to wear face coverings inside the building and keep two meters between um, yourself and other um, people and um, just follow staff direction at the service counter. Yesterday, City Council gathered at a meeting, and yesterday there was also the Bell Park rally. Um people have been camping at bell park um for the last few months as well as other park city park and also the barns near the memorial center um those who are homeless have been camping there um yesterday there was a rally um for those who are in camping at bell park um, for those of you who may not know, there are people camping at Bell Park and there were also other camps that around the city at City Park and also the barns at the Memorial Center. Um, and the city of Kingston indicated that the homeless encampment um, was temporary and they had originally set a date on June 6th um, to evict people and then they delayed it until July 7th. However, um, the communications officer for the city of Kingston said that they would like to clarify that July 7th was not an eviction date. Um, 
Many people were concerned that homeless people would be kicked out of Bell Park um, and were worried about their health and what would that exactly mean for them, especially living um, during this COVID time. Um, the city has taken a number of steps um, to accommodate with the people at Bell Park. Um, so they were trying to find supported interim housing solutions, trying to offer shelter at existing facilities, um, which have enough capacity to do so. The city has tried to provide drop-in day support services like access to showers, laundry, and counseling, and also working with local campgrounds in the area to provide opportunity for people to camp there, providing them with necessary essentials such as tents and sleeping bags. Um, the city has also taken steps to provide temporary locations for two shelters that increased capacity about 25% that also provided for proper physical distancing in order to ensure that people were still being safe and that COVID-19 was not going to be um, such a risk for people. Um, to provide families with suites in motels and hotels, to provide transportation to safe and sustainable housing, to work with community partners, to offer various supports, and to install portable toilets and hand-washing stations at multiple locations, including Bell Park. Um, the city has also tried to accommodate by um, fitting individual needs um, and working with individuals to ensure that their unique needs are met um, in the context of the current pandemic, um, the city is working to transition from Bell Park to more suitable and safer locations, and this will continue now even though July 7th has passed. Um, in an article, it says that there have been approximately eight individuals from the Bell Park encampment who have been able to obtain housing and that the city is going to work closely with individuals to help them stabilize, obtain, and maintain housing supports. Yesterday, there was the rally um, to and at the park itself in which people were basically rallying that um, the people who are in encampment over there are not kicked out. Um, which is really great to see other people in the Kingston area come together and support these people during this difficult time because being homeless, living in a situation like this, especially during a global pandemic, is can be very scary. So it is really great to see the community get together. And it's also great to see that the city is considering more changes and doing better things to um, support its residents. In some fun news, the Mutual Aid Kataraqui Kingston Garden Network is sharing fresh produce um, from gardens this summer so you can swing by and get some free sustenance, which is really cool. So the free veggie markets will be hosted every two weeks at different locations in the city. Um, setup is at 2 p.m. and um, there's no end time, it's just kind of as the supplies last. Um, they just ask that you wear a mask and maintain physical distancing. Um, the next one is happening on July 19th at Elmwood Park on Portsmouth Avenue. Um, and then there's one August 2nd, August 16th, and August 30th. Um, but as those dates approach, I will um, let y'all know about um, these three veggie markets. Um, and if you do have any questions, um, you can just go on the Mutual Aid Kataraqui Facebook page or email them at mutualaidkataraqui at gmail.com with any questions, um, which is awesome. 
another awesome event um, to check out um, this weekend actually on July 11th um, is hosted by the Queen's Observatory. Um, there is a trivia night. Um, as you know, here at CFRC, we love trivia. Um, so there is a Queen's, Queen's Observatory trivia night at 7 p.m. this Saturday, July 11th. Um, they have trivia night once a month, which is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, it's a great way to just learn some more facts um, and just hang out um, online with a bunch of people. Um, the It's all kind of space-themed questions about sci-fi movies, the solar system, and beyond. Um, regardless of your space knowledge level, you can join in. There's a wide range of um, different questions and stuff like that. And um, they also have a speaker, um, Dilraj Guman, who will um, talk about detecting high-energy neutrinos deep in the Pacific, which is really, really cool. And quite honestly, I don't really know what that means, but it sounds really awesome. And this trivia night is free. It's for all ages. Um, you get to hear a really cool talk as well. So why not? Um, check it out this Saturday. Um, besides that trivia night, we also have our own trivia night um, with the grad club happening tomorrow at 9 p.m., um, just tune in onto our airwaves or um, check us out on Facebook because we do the Facebook live as well um, and just play with us have some fun um, always always a good time yeah um, some other news as well um, for those of you with little ones um, children's summer camps are digital actually um, obviously because um, summer camps can't happen with COVID-19. It is kind of hard to enforce social distancing um, in a context like that. Um, but children programming has returned in an online format, um, which is pretty cool. So um, kids can enjoy their library programs, including family story time, baby and me, along with other special summer programs, um, which is really, really cool. Um, if you go to the Kingston Frontenac Public Library YouTube channel. Um, you can um, find some really fun educational content for your kids, um, some special guest performers. Um, but to register for any of these online summer programs, just visit calendar.kfpl.ca backslash events, um, which is really, really awesome. And it is a great way to keep your kids occupied, especially for you um, if you need a little bit of that free time to yourself. <laughs> In news for Queen's University students, the university has released information on how they plan to manage the arrival of students for this upcoming academic year during the pandemic. Um, they will be offering student rooms in floor-based communities with students in the same faculty or program. Um, the university is creating small groups of students who live in the same residence to take the same courses um, in order to reduce the risk of COVID-19 transmission um, because that way they will kind of minimize different points on different points of contact on campus if the same people are kind of traveling to the same places. Um, international students um, as well as any domestic students who are traveling abroad to come back will be allowed to arrive earlier for a mandatory 14-day self-isolation. Um, 
all students who will also be moving in have to complete a personal circumstances form questionnaire um, confirming where they're coming from um, and this was due to the university on June 30th um, to ensure that the university takes the right precautions um, to um, plan and essentially be ready for anything that can happen on campus. Um, residence move-in date is Sunday, August 30th, and it will be staggered over multiple days. As you know, residence move-in day for Queen students is insanity. There are, like, the roads are blocked, there's thousands and thousands of cars, you know, they're moving in about 4,000, 5,000 people in one day, but because there is lower capacity and because of the pandemic, they are staggering it over several days, so they will all be assigned a specific move-in date in August. Um, like I said, capacity is usually close to 4,000, 5,000 in residence, but um, the university confirmed that up to 2,300 students will be able to live in on-campus residences. Um, physical distancing requirements will be in place um, as long as they follow public health guidelines um, and yes this is about half of the residence capacity um, but that essentially is um, that's happening in August next month Queen's University students will be coming back I myself am a Queen's student but I'm in Kingston um, I was back home in the GTA for the for about three, four months, and then I moved back to Kingston um, because I miss my CFRC family, quite honestly. Um, but yeah, um, for other news for Queen's University students, um, the Arts and Science faculty, which is the biggest faculty of Queen's, has an, um, released the dates for fall selection and winter selection courses. Usually that happens this week, actually. Um, you, um, I even myself was like, when am I going to be able to select my courses? Because I know a lot of my other friends at different universities like UFT, UBC, all that kind of stuff. They have already picked their courses for next year. However, um, Queen's University Arts and Science faculty um, has said that August 10th to the 26th, will be course selection for the fall and winter terms. So um, mark those dates in your calendars um, for any Queen students um, waiting to pick their courses. That'll be in about um, one month. That really concludes my episode for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, just to let you know about another really cool online festival that you should check out. Um, I talked about it um, on my second um, episode of my show, the Bally Tobin Festival, hosted at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts. Um, they actually have a show on today. These shows are free, which is really, really awesome. And it starts at 7 p.m. Um, and it is um, called... Um, and it is the Palinai Piano Duo. Um, Palinai, which is an ancient symbol of unified diversity, describes the artistic collaboration of pianists Joy Innes and Adrian Shannon. They have performed on many international stages in the United States, Europe, Korea, Israel, and the Ukraine, toured to major centers and even remote regions in Canada, and appeared with major Canadian orchestras. Um, and if you go to isabeldigitalconcerthall.queensu.ca, you can check out their performance tonight um, at the Isabel live streamed. It is at 7 p.m. Um, 
in which they will perform masterpieces of music for piano duet um, on the new Ballytobin Hamburg Steinway, which is a piano donated, which is awesome, um, including some Schubert uh, music and some of Brahms waltzes. And then at 8 p.m. there is a family program that you can also check out, which is really, really cool. So I'd highly recommend that. Um, but thank you again so much for tuning into my show. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation and interview, whether you're right here in Kingston or listening from elsewhere. I also hope you have a great weekend ahead of you. If there's any ever local news for you to share, please, please send me an email. My, um, my name's Alexandra um, and email me at news at cfrc.ca. But thank you for tuning in. This has been Today in YGK with Alexandra Fernandez airing every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC this summer also on www.cfrc.ca. Have a great day. I hope you enjoy this next song. This is Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. Hardly feel anything
Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.